Hello, welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name is Aziz. My name is Jerry. And today we're going to talk about what is an accountable relationship. Love snobs, love snobs, love snobs. The love snobs have surfaced. You know, the people that actually use honesty to communicate. The genuine friends that refuse to let you feel sorry for yourself. Yes, those people. You know, the friends that collect your tears every time life makes your eyes ring. The love snobs, the people that don't allow you to settle. Support your dreams, but don't support you sleeping with just anybody. You know, the friends that are so judgmental, they actually stay away from negative people and encourage you to surround yourself with positive people. Yes, that friend, the friends that love you even when you refuse to love yourself. You, you know, know, the, the love, love snobs. snobs. Oh. Anybody that knows us, anybody that experienced us on social media, know us in person, have been through our relationship building sessions, we're accountable relationship builders. And our aim and our goal is to build accountable relationships, to build a foundation for our relationships where we can depend on that are stable and you know sustainable relationships. So we wanna start off with the first you know, the first principle to build an accountable relationship is define your core values. Um, so defining your core values is basically attributes that make you who you are. They're a set of attributes that when you walk in any room, they radiate off you. They're something that you're not gonna budge. They actually allow you to establish your boundaries and they allow you to you know, really have a greater sense of self wherever you are. So you're not spending more time in your relationships worrying about who you are, but you bring who you are to your relationships. Yeah, and it's in when establishing your core values is really being able to articulate what you want, what you stand for, what you're going to deal with, what you're not going to deal with, and have that understanding with the person that you're dealing with. Exactly. A lot of times when people within in relationships, it's go with the flow is predicated on feeling. And then they sprinkle the core values in at within the relationship when there are tough decisions that need to be made. So it's really important to weed out the nonsense at the very beginning by being very clear. And clear meaning that you just don't assume that I know what you're trying to say. Or I, I believe that say one of your core values that you believe in honesty, right? I can't assume that you and I believe that honesty is the same thing, although we should based yeah. on based on Webster dictionary, but you may take an honesty as I forthcomingly tell you what's going on, right? Um, another person may think honest is you ask, I tell, but if you don't ask, I won't tell. I'm still being honest, but I'm, I'm, I'm lying by omission or I'm, I'm not bringing stuff to the table by omission. So it's really important that when you guys define certain words, you guys are on the same page because if you don't, you're, ever, you're gonna forever not be speaking the same language. Definitely, we, we work with friends and we work with couples and you know, we're helping them build their relationships back up if they have issues or whether they might have a, a, straight, a very strong foundation, they want to learn, you know, how to truly maintain the foundation for the long haul. We ask 
a lot of them, what are your core values? And well, that's the first them, thing that's asked. Yeah, and a lot of them are stuck. And we, we experienced this, I mean, in about 75% of our sessions. So we really want people to start thinking about what's your core values, what do you bring to the table? Like, obviously, we believe in being accountable. So that's one of our strong, strongest core values. So any relationship we're in, whether we're at work, whether, you know, any relationship we enter, any room we enter, we're respecting people to be accountable. We're expecting them to, you know, honor their words. We're expecting them to show up when they say they're going to show up. up. When they say they're going to show up. We're expecting them to be present at all times. And that's what the expectation is. So I guess accountability covers a lot, but we also believe in honesty. And we believe honesty is linked to transparency, mm -hmm. right? So if you're saying you're honest, doesn't mean that you're truthful because truthful is what's actually happening. But honesty is stating what you believe is happening and being transparent about what you believe is happening at all times so you can keep people abreast on what is going on with you from day to day, time to time. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if no, you know, I, I, deal with somebody that's not honest or not transparent, it is harder for you to actually flourish a relationship with them. with them, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, if you're not, it's, if you're not transparent and you're not putting yourself in a position where that person doesn't have to second guess what you're thinking, what you believe, then yes, your relationship will flourish. But if you're not being totally transparent and you're not always being honest or not always telling the truth, it's really hard for the person that you're trying to build with to gauge who you are and even know how to deal with you. Definitely. So you really are giving them tools on how to coexist with you. When you, the more you hold back, the less tools that they have in their toolkit. And that's how most people get tripped up within the relationship. But it's like another, you know, honesty is a, is a big word that people use all the time, but loyalty is another word. My, what I believe loyalty is maybe totally different than what Aziz believes. And, but we both say that's a core, say we both say that believe that that's a core value. My, my loyalty could be, I'm a ride or die chick, right? Mm -hmm. And no matter what you do, I'm going to be there, good, bad, or anything in between. Aziz may believe that loyalty is, I, I'm not going to stand by you, you know, doing um, things that are not healthy. I'll help, we'll have a conversation, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to your attention, but the minute that you don't want to get help for your behavior, my loyalty to you is to step away so that you can see that you, that you so that you can see clearly that I'm not supporting you doing the wrong thing, but I will always support you doing the right thing. And I think that most people don't look at it that, that way. Like when people think of loyalty, they think of you're, you're, you're down with me regardless of what's happening. But as soon as you're not, I'm not getting what I want out of a relationship, then who am I really loyal to? That's and I think that that's you, what- You do, you have, I mean, you made a good point. The first thing we say is define your core values. So in doing that, you have to define your ter the terms of your core values, right? So you, make a, you made a good point when you say define your terms because that's, Loyalty and when you have a clear understanding, like we're relationship, we're accountable relationship builders. So obviously we have a clear understanding of how to define these words, how to define core values. And mm -hmm. loyalty across the board just means it's a boomerang. Everything's a yes. boomerang. Everything mm -hmm. should be reciprocating relationship. 
So if you're being loyal to somebody who's not being loyal to you, it's not loyal. Mm -hmm. So we need to be clear on that. I'm going to help you if you're, you're sick. I'm going to help you if, you know, if you have a problem that's out of control. But one should disloyal to the relationship by performing selfish acts. I have to really decide if I want to be in a relationship. It's not disloyal for me to make the decision because your disloyal led to me having to make a decision, which is your disloyalty. And my core value is loyalty. So therefore, it's forcing me to now choose my principles over you. So what we're basically saying is your principles should be your number one priority. So you should choose your principles over everybody. You should attract people. You should attract people through your principles. You're not attracting people through your principles, through your core values. Then you're going to have hardships in your relationships. And I'm not going to say with attracting people with core values, you're not going to have hardships, but they're going to be more environmental factors. They're going to be but, more things that are out of your control. They're not going to be things that you control within the relationship. You know what I mean? Between two people, because y'all share the same core values, y'all have the same destination, and y'all focus on the same outcome. Yeah, that's what I was going to be clear on. Yeah, you have to have the same the same core values in order to be successful within the relationship. And it's... Or similar it's, core values. Similar, yeah, similar. Or similar core values. But that's the benchmark. That's the, the breadcrumbs to when things are not going when things are kind of not on the, when you guys are not on the same page or there's a disconnect within the relationship, you can go back to those core values and say, this is what we truly believe in. Let's start from here. Let's bring it back to the basics. Definitely. If you ever feel like you're struggling within the relationship, sit back and think, hey, did I ever establish what our core values were individually and as a couple? And, or if we already established it and then, and then you're, you guys are struggling, you know, go back to it and just say like, hey, we both believed in these four things. If we both went back there, then we should be okay, unless something changed, right? So it's it's really important to have that foundation and to even know where you came from. You know, the past allows us to be who we wanna be in the future, but that's the a part of the relationship, a part of who you are that you can always refer back to, to make sure that you guys are on the right page. Yeah. And that's why it's really important that you know what they are from the very beginning. But if you didn't establish it, it's, it's you can always you can always take a minute, take a break, not a break, but take a minute within the relationship or some time and say, hey, I wanna create a, a, solid, a solid foundation for us. We should create a solid foundation let's establish these core values so that we can make sure that we have something to refer back to. Definitely. It's like people- We have people... our faith. Our faith actually, our faith runs us. We don't run our faith. So the reason why you establish the faith of the relationships, the relationship, because the relationship is a faith. So the reason you establish the faith of the relationship is because when you're not at your best, you know what to strive for. You always know that that's the benchmark. That's what you're shooting for to maintain for the rest of your relationship. So anytime somebody's not maintaining it, that's how we hold each other accountable through the core values, through the faith we believe in. You know, so, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was gonna say, you know, Aziz <laughs> used to always say that when he's in a committed relationship is as if he's married, right? Because he believes he has I core am, values. Not as if, I am. Huh? You are married, okay, yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. But you not, but, on the, but I said as if is because you, legally you're not. Yeah, legally I'm not, but. Obviously, I am. But, but let me, can I finish what I was saying? I was going to cover all of that. Can I finish what I was saying first? Okay, do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> so he, he believes that when he's committed within a relationship, he's all the way in. He, he believes in, he has principles that are going to keep him, keep him in, 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 in check. 
And he's always gonna make sure that he's putting himself and the person that he's with in the best position for the relationship to succeed, right? And that goes with having those principles. It's like when your core values are like vows, right? It's like you, you vow to believe in these things and you don't have to be married to do so. Okay. And I never used to get, when, I, when Aziz used to say that, it, 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 I, I, I got it conceptually, right? But I, I still, it's still, I didn't really truly get it. Well, you know what well, I mean? You didn't get it conceptually. You understood well, then, it. I understood it. Yeah, sorry. You didn't really you're right, sorry. I, under, I understood what he was saying. I didn't get it conceptually because yeah, I'm like, but you're not married. But, practice. Well, yeah, you but, really but, just wanted to get married. That's the thing. I just was focused on being legally married. Well, yeah, I think yeah, okay. it's it's one of those things where you get focused you just on don't the want to commit. So, um, <laughs> who said that again? No, I'm saying what you're thinking is okay. This dude's full of it. He just don't want to commit. I want to. I never thought. I never. Alone. I never thought that you was full of it. I just didn't think that what was the big like in my mind like what's the big deal? You already say you committed. Like why not do it, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like you like you always said and you said it back then. I mean, we were young at the time. And it, it was like, my words should mean everything. If I say I'm committed, if I say I believe in these things, if I say I'm going to be this person for you, then that should be enough. Definitely. And that's when it comes when, and that's, I want to bring it back to the define your core values, because basically that's what it is. You're giving your word. It's a vow that you guys are making, whether it's illegal, like whether you made it legal by getting married, it's still something that you should be able to hold each other to. The point and is that's the whole nothing point. more spiritual than your word. Yeah. So the piece of paper doesn't make it more. It actually makes it just visual. But at yeah. the same time, your word should be everything. When somebody knows they could depend on you blindly, they could depend on you a lot more than a piece of paper. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I still encourage people to get married if that's what they want to do. But if you commit, commit with the intentions to have it. Commit comes before marriage, to be honest yeah. with you. Commitment is a Commitment mentality. is something, yeah. It's, it's once you give the title of friend, once you get the, yeah, even the title of parent, once you get the title of um, spouse, you're, you're committed, you know, or partner, you're committed. So commitment is big and your core values allows that commitment to be binding, you know? So, I mean, and it's good that you was bringing up the second point, basically, Meet people that share your values. Now, if I ran into Jerry, younger, and she's like, I want to be married legally. And I'm like, well, once we're dating, once we're married, once we commit, and once I'm saying, this is my girlfriend, this is the person I want to spend my life with, we're working towards building a life together. So we're already committed. She's going to say, no, I want to be married by law. So that's obviously going to be an issue between us because we have to come to understanding on what does it mean to be married? What does it mean to be committed? What does marriage do for us? We need to break all that down because she might change my mind. She might say, okay, listen, I want something happens to you. I want to have the comfort of making sure I get everything I put into this relationship and your family doesn't get it or our kids don't just get it. I have say over what happens with your estate, which legally is what, what what needs to go on i might say well we got a will for that i might want to drop a will and do all that and say nah i'd rather our relationship stay spiritual i don't want another person in it. i don't want another person poking their nose in our in our issues or our relationship i want to keep between us but at the same time we could have a will that now legally binds you to my assets 
and vice versa. So we would have that back and forth, but that's a part of the process of truly, I'm not gonna commit to a person and then have the discussion. I'm gonna have the discussion before we commit when I'm trying to get to know somebody to make sure that we are meet, I'm, I'm meeting a person that shares my core values. And if they don't share my core values, I'm making sure that I'm entering a relationship with somebody who agrees with my core values and I agree with their core values so we can both honor those core values. You know, like, I wanna make it clear, we don't, when we say meet people that share your values, doesn't mean going in when you meet them, they have your values, they have their core values and you have your core values. But when you sit and put both core values on the table, now you're saying to yourself, we're merging. We're two becoming one. So we have to decide what core values are definite and we can both honor and what core values we can't. And if your core values are your faith and what you aren't gonna budge on, then somebody that can't honor, honor one core value, they're not gonna probably be a person you wanna be in a relationship with, even though they cover a large percent of your percentage of your core values, they're non-negotiables. It's funny that you even brought that up because as I was making a video yesterday, I was thinking that's one of, one of the videos that I want to touch on. Two seemingly good people don't necessarily belong together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I may have positive core values and you may have core values that are good, but they may not be aligned and we still not may, we may not be able to, to still coexist. You know what I mean? Like as a, as a couple, Maybe as well, friend. Well, that's exactly where we are in, in, in general in life, right? Like we, we don't coexist as a couple because although I have core values and you have core values, they, they're not aligned enough for us to be in a romantic relationship together. And I think that people, that's where we go wrong. And I know I have gone wrong in quite a few of my relationships where I think because they have, they have some of the, the men that I would meet had core values that were good. And I thought that they had some things that were good. I had some things to good. How could we not work? Yeah. How could we I not? Think, I mean, our core values, we wouldn't be friends if our core values in a lot. So our core values. I know, I, but, I, but I just wanted to give the example of why we're friends, why we're, why, well, like, I know why we're friends instead of partners, our interests don't align. So mm -hmm. we decided to maintain a friendship, but our interests don't align. So though our core values align where I could depend on you to believe in the same things, like I could call you out based on the core values we signed on for. Yeah. I always can call you out. I always can keep you grounded. You always can call me out. You always can keep me grounded. If we're not doing something that fits what we agreed upon as a core value, we both can call each other out. So we both are in an accountable relationship. But the reason why we won't be romantic is because one, we don't have that same intimate connection. Two, we don't share the same interests when it comes to being in a romantic relationship. So a lot of people think that that's all it is. No, you have to also share the interest. That's why your partner is a little, is a notch above your friend mm -hmm. because y'all coexist, y'all are building an actual life together. So y'all do share a large percentage of interests that are, that are aligned, not just like your friends share a little less interest than your partner shares. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, or it can even be as simple as I want more kids, you don't. Yeah. Right. So we're not we're not going to be partners because you have you want you want you want don't want kids and I want kids. So why would I invest in a romantic relationship with you versus just being friends, maintaining a friendship and finding partners that we can actually have the same core values with that I 
that want kids and in your case, it doesn't want children. Why I gotta right? be the one who don't want kids? Huh? I said, why I gotta be the one who don't want kids? Because you're the one that did, don't want kids. I don't want kids. You don't want no more kids. No, I don't want any more kids. So, but yeah, but I example, that wouldn't be the just, reason, but I use it as an example. I, I just wanted to give that, that, that food for thought because I used to think that, you know, I would meet a, a, a seemingly good guy and he would be the answer to what I needed in a relationship. And that's not always, that's not always the case. Nowhere near the case, yeah. So it, it's one of those things like just because two good people come together don't mean that they're gonna make the, 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 the dynamic couple. You know, they could probably, be, they may be able to be friends, maybe not. But like you said, there's other things that make up a relationship and interest is one of them. But just because it's good, two good things don't mean that it's a, it's a I mean, I, I, yeah, two good things doesn't mean that it's always going to be a positive in your life. Definitely. Definitely. Especially if it's, if it's a strain to take care of it or you're hindering yeah. somebody else's progress. So you have to make sure that not only do you have the same core values, like we said, the first thing is define your core values. Mm-hmm. Second thing is meet people who share your core values. So now we're talking about what core values we have in common. Now we're talking about, you know, can we coexist? Now we're talking about, do we have a future? Now we're talking about how do we have a future? Do we have future a future as friends? Do we have a future as a partnership being that, you know, we both are attracted to the opposite sex. So we are opposite sex friends, right? So yeah. we now have to discuss, do we have a future as romantic partners? And once we've realized, okay, we don't have a future as romantic partners, but we do have a future as friends because we share the same core values. That's now through discussion. That's now taking the time to really see if you share the same core values where a lot of people go wrong is they just say, oh, I want to be kind. I want to be compassionate. Those are tools. Those are things you use where, you know, when, when they're necessary, when they're needed. But it's, it's a virtue, but it's not necessarily a core value. You, you can be compassionate and you can be caring and you can be all these things with strangers. Core values is things you want to invest in and bring to somebody's life on a regular basis. So loyalty, you're not loyal to a stranger. No. You're loyal to the people you care about. Because nine times out of ten, if you're loyal to a stranger, they're not loyal to you. There's no agreement there. There's no connection there. How are you truly holding a stranger accountable unless you know that stranger's core values? Mm-hmm. So, or a associate or acquaintance. So you have to, when you think of core values, think of what binds a, a connection together, what makes two or more people coexist as a unit on a daily basis. And that's what would decide whether, you know, you share the same core values. Cause you don't even have to share the same core values with your family members. Well, you, a lot of times you don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's obviously that's relationships we don't touch on because we only talk about accountable relationships, which are relationships you sign on for. You're consciously signed on for, of, you know, a family member you don't consciously sign on for. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's funny, and I don't want to. I don't really want to deviate from what we're talking about right now. But you're going to deviate from what we're talking about. (laughs) But it just hit me right now. Like the reason why we struggle with family is because we don't share the same core values, but yet we're still trying to maintain a relationship. Yeah, go ahead. 
the, the reason why we, 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 we struggle with our family members is because a lot of times we don't share the same core values, but we're still trying to have a relationship. Definitely. And not, uh, uh, I, I see you every so often relationship, but like, I want to be in your life type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's really a struggle for most people because they don't, they, they, they want to be there because they, they are family, but because they don't share the same core values is a struggle. Definitely. And they don't, and, and they don't want to give up on the relationship because it's family, but they also don't want, they also don't want to establish that they have different core values either. So that's where it kind of gets, it gets a little messy, but I would like to segue into point number three, which is discuss the goal. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's really like, if you have a goal in mind, if I, if I, if I, if I have a sister, I do have a sister, by the way. <laughs> um, if my goal with my sister is to make sure that we, if I want to have a relationship with my sister, the first thing I have to, we have to establish is are we on the same page with our core values, right? Definitely. Once we establish that, then we can then we can move on with the next part of the goal and really work on a relationship. A lot of times we foster relationships with people and we don't have a goal. Like we just are living in it. Like yeah, we're just we going go, day to we day. Go how they made us feel. Yeah. We go to, go off what we're attracted to them. We go off whether that, you know, whether they can bring fun to the table. We go, yeah. you know, we go off things that you can't hold, sustain, feel, depend on. Nothing nothing substantial. Yeah, no. So so then when you're going with the flow and say my sister and I, say my me and my sister decide to, to rekindle, not rekindle, but have a relationship mm -hmm. and we're going with the flow and then we get our first conflict. <laughs> we hit, a, we hit, we hit, a, we hit our first bump in the road we're not going to have the tools in place to deal with that. Either we're going to fight through it and, and take a couple of days and come back, or we're just going to be like, you know what, we're not dealing with this and go our separate ways. We're going to use absence. Yeah, a lot of people use absence as a, as the glue to rekindle in relationship. Yeah. The problem's still present. A exactly. So yeah. it, it's when you don't really, but if we never really establish, if we never establish our core values, that means that we don't really have like we and we never talked about our goal, like what we really truly wanted out of the relationship. Definitely. And we're always going to you're always going to hit a, a a bump in the road where it could take your relationship anywhere. And you may not even know where that is going to go because you guys didn't establish anything. And it and it'll take that. And it takes a lot more time and effort to get back on track. And that's why it's important to have these goals in place. You know, I Aziz has met women. I have met men that I ask a whole lot of questions and they're like, what are you doing interviewing me? <laughs> you know, like, I feel like your instinct is a job interview. That is and the most important interview of your life. It is, I, I threw you at Ali because I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the most important interview of your life, man. Like a spouse, friends, these are people that's going to be in your life day to day. They're going to help you, build you up. So yeah, you and if, make sure that you are quote unquote interviewing them because when you're in a relationship, you do not want to be interviewing them. You want them to be performing the role in your life and you performing the role in their life. In yeah, you can always, life. and you can always go back to the goal. Definitely. If you don't talk about it, if you don't ask questions, if you don't, if you don't ask for examples or, or if they're not even providing examples of why they believe what they believe or why, you know, whatever the case may be, then it's really harder to hold them to anything. So, in order for you to, to even establish a goal, you have to really know who you're talking to. You have to be able to ask those questions and not be uncomfortable asking those questions. I meet a man, he says, hmm, it seems like you're interviewing me. He's not the guy for me. I, I move on to somebody else because 
he should want to answer any question and not feel uptight or you know, uncomfortable with it because he should be willing to put it out there so that we can see if we could even connect. The more I know, the more he knows about me, the more I know about him, the easier it is for us to make a decision. Definitely. And, you know, going back to you and your sister, like you and your sister, if y'all was forging a relationship, one of one of my core values are find common ground. Yeah. So we can't have another discussion. We can't go party. We can't go hang out. We can't go have fun. We can't go on vacation. We can't even watch TV together <laughs> until we are on common ground. Like I refuse to sit next to a shell. I refuse to sit next to somebody when something's unresolved and just share empty space and just, you know, for the sake of uh, silence, for the sake of silence and using you know, distractions to overcome the problem. No, we need to be on the same page. So if there's a problem, we need to solve it. Like we have to, it's very important to problem solve. You meet too many people that say, oh, that problem is minor. Or I can't believe we arguing over this. Or is this really worth it? If it's a problem, it's worth it. And I'm not waiting for it to spiral until it becomes a full-blown issue. A problem you solve, an issue might destroy us, an issue might break us, an issue might linger and steal years from my life. So at the end of the day, being on common ground is the most important thing. So yeah, if she's like, oh, let's just take a break, best believe we're not moving forward until you come back or I come back and we are on the same page because being on the same page and common ground is one of my core values, you know, making sure that we're on the same page. So with a partner, it's a definite. And with a friend, that's a definite. So it establishes a relationship that's built on accountability, establishes a relationship that tells the person, listen, we're gonna have this back and forth until we end up on the same page or end up on separate sides. And most people talk about, you know, being black and white, but the whole point of a relationship is so we understand and we get the comfort of understanding where each other stands and having those black and whites allow you to be, to depend on the person. So it allows the person to be consistent and allow you to know who the person is when you're talking to other people about the person, you know, exactly who they are, exactly what they're going to do. So the goal is always black and white. The only people that want to live in the gray is the people who want to truly get over, you know, and deal with perspective, but we're dealing with best practice. So even in the gray or even when something's not black and white, we're trying to find black and white because we still have to progress and move forward. So the most important thing is to understand that a commitment is automatic, which is our next topic. Yeah, I was going to say that. Establish the commitment. Establishing a commitment, a commitment is black and white. It's saying, I agree to do everything we said we are going to do. We it's define our core values. You're a person I met that say you believe in the same core values I believe in. And we discussed our goals. We discussed our destination. We discussed our intentions. We discussed what are we trying, where are we trying to go and why are we gonna be in each other's lives? And we now gave each other the title of friend or gave each other the title of spouse or decided to have the title of parent. You know, a lot of people don't talk about 
being a parent is a commitment. There is abortions out there. There are things you can do to not have children at this moment. We know, you know, back in back in, in time, back in the days, you you know, you couldn't. You once you had children, you once you got pregnant. Yeah, once you excuse me, once you got pregnant, it was a decision made for you. Now it's not. So you're making a conscious decision. That's why with accountable relationships, they're all about relationships that we make conscious decisions to be in. You might have me and Jerry had a whole back and forth about basically you getting pregnant and I'm saying you have decisions. We was going back and forth and I'm like, you do have the decision. So whether you believe you got pregnant by somebody you didn't really love, you got pregnant. The argument was that you said it wasn't a choice. I said it was a choice. That wasn't the argument because I did say, I said that in the, in this, in the context I was using it, it wasn't a choice, meaning you have other options. So yeah. the point is you are making a choice to actually have the child. You're making a choice at that moment to be a parent and you're making a choice not to just be a parent, but be the best parent you can be. So that's a core value. That's bringing somebody in a life, which in your life with the intentions to share core values. That's bringing somebody in, in life with the intentions to establish a goal to be their parent and to raise a, a, a accountable adult, right? So in breaking down children and in breaking down childhood and breaking down parenthood, excuse me, we need to establish the fact that we are in accountable relationships. We need to establish that that's a commitment. So when entering a commitment, it's black and white. Keep that in mind with a lot of grays within the commitment that you have to formulate and change in the black and whites through the issues and through the problems and through the through whatever's thrown at you, whatever's out of control that's thrown at you, you have to find black and white. So, you know, I just wanted to make that clear. I know Jerry, you were sitting there just standing to the camera for a while, but no, I wanted to make Wait, that clear when it finish. comes. Huh? What do you want me to do? Throw like dance? I was like, I was waiting for you to finish. No, I, I'm saying that it was my fault that I'm throwing. See, this is where I'm saying you get, you know, this is where a sign of defensiveness. I'm saying I was taking up the stage. Just but, you, but the way you said it was like I'm standing to camera like I'm slow or something. Like you should just stand into the camera. That's not what I just said. Something. I said I know I have you. But I'm like you're talking. So what what do you want me to do? Like bust out a, a dance? Like oh I said I what, what did I say? I said I know I have you. It's taking accountability. How could you interpret that any other way? You said uh, you know you have me. I, yeah, didn't I said I know I have you. I, I know I have you standing to the camera, but I want to establish that. You know you oh, said you know Jerry staring into the camera. I didn't say I know you have me staring into the camera. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I didn't hear that. I said, I know I have Jerry staring. I know I, Jerry, I know I have you staying into the no, camera. I think so. you, Jerry, Jerry's just staring in the camera, so. See, that's not what happened. See, defense mm -hmm. has you hear things the, the wrong way. So y'all get to see exactly what we're talking about. Like when you're defensive, you hear what you want to hear. So again, it was my fault, not really my fault, but I just wanted to establish that because I know we're supposed to have a dialogue. So I didn't want to take up, you know, too much of the, the stage but it's on it's on it but it's on brand it, it's usually what happens so i mean you didn't you didn't do anything that you didn't already do i know i'm just so what like, i'm doing is i'm passing you the mic already. i'm passing you the mic that's the way i pass you the mic so take the mic and do your thing we're talking about commitment establishing the commitment yeah i think it's i agree with you wholeheartedly on making sure that you're that you understand and the other people around you understands what your commitments are it's it's really about 
also communicating your priorities exactly. like and and what you and 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 what you could take on so if i like right now my plate is full i don't really have room for another friend or another activity or another hobby or i mean because something would have to give i would have to shift things around in my life in order to add certain things in so in order for me to be clear on what my commitments are i have to make sure that i know what my priorities are definitely and i think that and although it's not something that we really broke down and spoke about this whole time but knowing your priorities will help you determine what your goals are and establishing your commitment because without that you can't really establish what you're committed to if you don't know what your priorities are and that's why and you establish the goal discuss yeah the goal. And, and being honest about your priorities mm -hmm. say you know work is my life like work is my number one priority say it and own it so that anybody that you meet will know you know what when it comes to her job nothing comes before a job definitely and then they can make the decision that they want to deal with a, a, a person that believes that nothing comes before their job it's really about just giving everyone around you choice now yeah. you can say it's same with nothing comes before my kids mm -hmm. same 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 premise if you believe if you if you some people don't want to deal with somebody who believes that nothing comes before their kids Definitely. You no know, so i but it, it allows you it allows you to give the other person choice so and you should clear that all up in stage two Meaning yeah that share your values yeah, and it's it's and, and when it, that before you start establishing goals with a person, you gotta first make sure that this person is somebody that you want to establish goals with. So once a person like in your your case, once a person's saying, "Listen, work is my life," we already not compatible. Mm -hmm. We already not compatible. So a lot of the core values are geared to her, that person or her her core values is geared towards life, towards towards work. Excuse me. Mine is geared towards my relationships. So I understand that she needs to find somebody who believes the same thing, who sees the value in her job, who sees the value, who sees the value in her job over them, or over her other relationships. Because you still could have value in your job, but you still can let your job know. Like my expectations for you to let your job know, my spouse comes, my friends come, my kids come, than my job. So I'm coming here, I'm going to perform my duties and make sure I perform my duties to the best of my ability. And you're going to rate me on my performance, but you're not rating me on overtime or you're not rating me on how much I'm dedicated to this job after I leave here, because I'm letting you know I'm dedicated to my friends. I'm dedicated to my wife. I'm dedicated to my kids over this job when I leave here. But while <laughs> I'm there, yeah, I have my focus. But it depends on like the type of job. Like you may meet a doctor who's on call. Like so, it doesn't really quite work that, you know, once once they leave the office or they leave the hospital, that they're done with work. So I'm not dating a doctor. I'm but that's my, but that's what I was gonna say. Like it, it, you have to. But again, you have to know who you're gonna. You have to know what what their priorities are, what jobs they have, or what they have in their lives, and if you're okay with it. And yeah. that's about like, for, like, Aziz is a job. Mine is if I meet a man who puts every kids in front of everything that that's a that's an that's an issue for me, because it's one of those things that if we're coexisting, we're going to be together, then there are kids. So we're like, you're not dealing with it all by yourself. So it's not kids have different needs. So of course, they're going to be on the forefront of the priority, because it's like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, right? So they're there. But we're on the same page with what we need to do for the kids. That's exactly. You don't, you're not on this or island still, by yourself. Or the person is still your top priority. 
Yes. Not just all aligned with how to deal with the kids. Exactly. And we're dealing with it together. So it's not, you don't have to say my kids come first. It's like, we're doing this together. So So you should come first. You should establish. The first thing you understand is I need to be established as a person's number one priority. And that needs to be clear because me being your number one priority means I'm just your partner, meaning I'm going to support you in all the things that are positive in your life. Absolutely. Kids are one of them. Yes. So I'm just saying, keep me in a loop and we make decisions together. That's what makes you the number one priority. My kids are not always making decisions with me and my friends are not making as many decisions with me as my partner is. So therefore, that's why you're number one priority because every decision I make needs to be run by you. And every decision you make needs to be run by me to make sure we're on the same page. That's what makes us the top priorities. Mm -hmm. So that's the most important understanding. So I always hear people say, yeah, yeah, my kids, my kids. And I'm just like, your kids, they ain't even sign on for a relationship with you. You signed on for a relationship, a role in their life. You know what I mean? So you got to first see who your kids are going to be before you dedicate every last inch of your time with your kids and don't have friends and friends who promise to support you through raising kids and a spouse who promise to support you in raising the kids. You know what I'm saying? So understand that's why we have them as spouse, friend, kids, because the spouse and the kids promise to help us. I mean, the spouse, excuse me, the spouse and the friends promise to help us with our kids. So that's why they're top priorities because we all on the same page. We understand what needs to be done. And we all agree on what needs to be done. And those well, yeah, are like if, we had before our kids. Well, yeah, it's like you and I hanging out, right? And God forbid I get a call that Camille's being rushed to the hospital, right? And I'm like, I, I obviously I gotta go, right? Mm-hmm. Now, most people that believe that their kids are everything or that they on this island by themselves with their kids would be like, I'm out, um, I'll talk to you later, right? But when you're when you believe that love is a group journey and you guys are all in it together, you're coming with me to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like we're moving our, whatever we were doing, whatever we're cutting short, we're moving it to the, we're going to the hospital together. We're dealing with that together. Then we could get back to whatever we need to get back to, depending on how severe, obviously the issue is. Well, I mean, in our case, Camille, well, you're you're saying just in general. Yeah, in in general, like let's, yeah, like we're not as close as we are, whatever. Yeah, like you and I hanging out, like say we were dating, you know what I mean? Like you're coming with me. You're not like, I've been in situations where men are like- Like you're supporting Camille, who's supporting you? Exactly. So therefore, I ha- I come to support you while you're supporting Camille. So yeah, that's where that's love how- of the group journey is clear on. It's, it's it's understanding why you serve the purpose and what purpose you serve in that particular moment. But- and people don't realize when they separate the two, when they're like, I'm I'm good, I'm with my kid, which you, you're you're really not allowing that person to support you. They kind of they feel they believe that they're not really. You still have as- to be against the world mentality. You yes, yes. And that you, you can't really pierce. Like when a person believes that, They're it's similar. really hard. Yeah, it's really hard to connect with them. They believe in individuality, which is yeah. another pet peeve of mine. Like, so, I don't so believe I realized, anybody's individuals. So, yeah. So, I, I've come across like those type of encounters with with men. And I realized, like, yeah, that is also a pet peeve of mine. Like, how we're supposed to really connect if you're, if we can't really truly establish a strong commitment if you're always cutting me out of certain parts of your life. Definitely. So, you know, establish your commitments. And once you are at the point of establishing your commitment, it means that you already defined your core values. You already met a person that you can share your value, that you share your values with. And 
you discuss your goals and you know where you're going and you're ready to commit. Now, number five is start building the life you agreed to build. Once you start, once you commit, you already have the title. So you're already locked in. You already said that this is the life we want. You establish the goals. Y'all say y'all share the core, same core values. Y'all have a clear understanding of what those core values mean. Now it's time to start building the life. All the people that have all this extra time to be watching other people's lives and to destroy other people's lives or to gossip and to do all that other stuff is counterproductive. Like we, we have a lot, if you have four friends and you have a spouse and you have children, you, you, your place should be full. Yeah. Like it's all about now making sure that they live the best life that they can live. If you're taking time watching other people and you're taking time, you know, comment on other people's shortcomings and really not focus on where you need to go. You know, obviously we have a job and we, but our, really it's not a job, it's a lifestyle. So obviously we have a lifestyle. We, we, we help people in sessions. So we do help people establish order. But at the same time, we're not here to, you shouldn't do it, you shouldn't do it, and that's stupid. And this, we're here to build. We're here to hear your goals, hear your plans, hear your core values, and establish a support system around those things. Everything should be about building somebody up. Everything should be about building a life. Everything sh should be about long-term planning. Everything being sustainable. If you're tearing down, and it's not to build back up stronger, then you're be, it's counterproductive. And are you truly ready? Are you truly starting to build the life you agreed to build? That's what we need to start looking at because even our little back and forth, me and Jerry, Jerry heard what she heard. I'm saying, no, this was my intention. She's still seeing what she heard. Oh yeah, but I mean, to touch what, 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 what we need to always be clear on is we take a step back and I'm like, what is my track record? Am I very straightforward? Am I gonna say exactly what I want? So anytime I'm not being straightforward, nine times out of 10, I'm either joking or um, you know, or I'm taking the making light of a situation that can be, an be issue. You know. The thing is, like you're right. So the I I I did miss that keyword because you know that keyword can change the way the a whole sentence right so i missed that keyword but in the past you used to be a super annoyed with me that you were doing all the talking and i would just be there waiting in the wing somewhere so i was listening so when you said what you said oh, never on podcast but never on podcast but just in whatever like we're, we're, we're we build so much content we're okay. always recording so you you guys see a snippet of it but we're always putting like making some something and there's I'm been not gonna time. say annoyed but i do address the fact that I would know, say if I am talking, if I am talking and you're not really giving, you know, your input and I know that you got valuable input. Yeah, I'm, I'm motivating you. Yeah, to be because like, I, again, like I, I used to have the situation. I, my, my belief was that he said it and he broke it down so well. I don't want to just like repeat what he said. You yeah. know what I mean? So I just don't I, I, I would not say anything. I, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I I back that 100 100 percent. He hit it on. He. He was very, he was articulate. He, he broke it down. It was a great breakdown, a great example. I don't even tie to that. <laughs> but, but I'm saying okay. at least say that, right? Because yeah. now this is what we talk about. Yeah. Communication. 
I can't read what you're thinking. So then you say, listen, that was a good breakdown. You broke it down. I really can't add to that. So, you know, I'm going to move on to this topic. I'm going to add something like that's what I'm talking about. Like, and obviously you, you have improved since, but the point is you still see just me annoyed with you. I, I heard the word, right? Annoyed, but I'm not annoyed. I just believe in you. So when you're not speaking and when you're not adding something, I, I believe in you. So I believe that you, you, you usually do talk. We, we, we're talkers. So if you're not adding something, <laughs> I already know that what's going on. Cause you do have a thought. You are a thinker. You are a person who, do, who, who, who has opinions. So if you're not talking or you're not saying anything, I'm not going to know what's going on. So yeah, I'm going to challenge you to be at your best. And I'm going to challenge you to give me your best. So be clear in what's going on, which is obviously what we establish as our commitment. Mm -hmm. You know, be transparent, be honest, and keep me in a loop of what's going on. So if we're communicating, when you're a kid, when you're like, are you going to go, to, are you on your way to go to the store? And they just ready to walk out the door. Yeah, yeah. Without answering you back, what do you tell them? Be clear. And what does she, what do they say? Well, I mean, you'd have heard the door close. Mm -hmm. The point is you don't want to guess. Yeah. You want to hold them to words because we always say what's greatness, what's security? Words mixed with action. That's a relationship. They shouldn't be independent of each other. So yes, the action is you are going to the store. The action is you are, you are going to get it done. But the point is, I need to know when you're leaving so I can understand how long it takes you to get back. So tell me, are you on your way to the store? Yes, I'm on my way to the store, mommy, period. So it's the same with a relationship, any relationship you're in in communication. You know, if you're, if you're silent after a person talks for a whole 10 minutes, you say, well, I agree with what you're saying. You sum up what they're saying so they clearly understand that you understand what they're saying. And then you move on, we move on to the next situation. I mean, the good and the bad thing is sometimes I forget that we're on camera. So like you're talking and I'm taking in what you're saying. And I really do admire how you put words together and how you, like you make things so that are, that people deem so complicated, very simple. So you say things in like, in the simplest way. And I'm like, wow, like, yeah. And you know, I'm thinking about it, not even realizing that we're still on camera and I need to like, say what I'm thinking, you know what I mean? So I get caught up in that. So like, that's what the deer in headlights looking at the camera, cause I'm zoning out because I'm thinking about what you're saying, taking it in, but not saying, not, 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 not saying, hey, wow, that was great. You know, whatever, whatever I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've come so along with both. I mean, so we both, <laughs> now everybody can see how her believing in her mind that I'm annoyed Cause her to be defensive. Yeah, we both thought that even of each not other. even hear what was being really said. We could have, yeah. we could have, we could have not had, like our relationship could have ended or blown up based on that understanding if we never communicated one, but two, because we didn't communicate, mm -hmm. we didn't explain and express. But we right now, y'all get to see that we are starting to live the life we agreed to build. We agreed to dis discuss things. We agreed to be clear on our, our message. We agreed to make sure that we communicate effectively. And a part of doing that is be clear what's going on in your head. Mm -hmm. 
and well, say we what's both thought of each other in a positive manner. Yeah. So it's actually beneficial and it could have went left based on a belief you have of annoyance that I didn't even earn. I didn't even tell you I was annoyed. So where would, you tend I mean, to go wrong is I'm very straightforward. That's something you know. I would say, okay, maybe annoyed is, you don't even use the word annoying. More yeah, but I would, I would say, I would more, say I'm more, upset with what you're doing. More frustrating. I think it was frustrating for you. I Like annoying, like using even the word annoying, that's me. Mm -hmm. um, but you more frustrated. So I thought that I think annoyed is an extreme frustration. <laughs> right? Frustrated, I can just be frustrated in a moment. Annoyed is like you walk in a room and I'm like, oh, she's going, like I already have a preconceived notion of what's going to happen. That's not what's happening. I believe that when you walk in a room, you can be the best person in the room any given day. So that's what I'm expecting. So it's not, it's more of an expectation of your, of the greatest you can be versus being annoyed or frustrated. And if the frustrated part is because you're not living up to the high standards. So the point is and we agree in the relationship and the, the commitment, we, we agree to give each other our best. And that's what's expected at all times. So we, we are example of starting to live, you know, starting to live the life we agreed to build. Love is a group journey. So we want everybody to look at the, you know, the five components of building a accountable, a, relationship. A accountable relationship and understand it, you know, you define your, your core values, you meet people that share your core values, you discuss goals, the goals of the relationships, then you establish the relationships. You don't establish relationships until all three of those components are covered. And then you just start living your words with action every day. So understand them core values are going to dictate what your actions look like. They're going to dictate are you being held accountable through those core values. So if you're not communicating effectively, and one of your core values is to communicate effectively, somebody's going to call you out. And I, in that moment, you would have to be humble. Humility would play its part. And it wouldn't necessarily be my core value, but that would be a tool. Make sure when you're wrong, you're humble. And not just humble, but you correct it. Yeah, just not say sorry in the moment and then repeat the behavior tomorrow. Believe it. Believe you went wrong, so you correct it. But this has been, you know, another great Accountable Love podcast. Yeah, I agree. And I think it was good that we had our, I mean, again, we'll be lying if we told you that we didn't disagree. And disagreeing is not unhealthy. It's how you disagree, okay. why you're disagreeing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you guys were able to see a snippet of the back and forth or there's some of the challenges that, Aziz, the <laughs> that Aziz and, may, and, may, and I may have. Again, we were going to, once we stopped recording, we were going to have the conversation anyway. We yeah. just had it on camera. But um, yeah, I think it's important. And that's how it really should go. Like we should be able to have a conversation with each other and point out where we went wrong and why we reacted the way that we reacted and be able to course correct, take responsibility and move on. Definitely. So we hope that Everybody is truly understand what it means to be in an accountable relationship. Absolutely. We all should be in accountable relationships. It would improve everybody's relationships, improve everybody's value and make the world a lot better. And you deserve it. And you have to believe that you deserve it. Definitely. So enjoy. Bye. Enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> Till next time.